Hey, I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And what you're about to listen to is strictly confidential. And talking here, I'm talking here, I am talking, talking, talking here. Making sure my voice fits into the microphone and the microphone fits into my mouth. Great. <laughs> We're not going to have to worry about the audio quality. Uh, you got to just keep keep the microphone right inside of your mouth cavity. So There's no problem with um, echo or room noise. No uh, mouth, uh, no mouth sounds, though. Hey, Brandon, my work's been burgled up. Can I tell you about a conspiracy theory I have? Yeah, sure. I'm not, certainly not going anywhere. I am more or less trapped within this chair that I'm sitting in. It is a Fidlanian minefield around my house with all of these cats strewn about, laying like... You got another cat, right? This isn't really just about having more cats, although, yes, I'm currently taking care of a kitten that needs the help, uh, but it is currently... 108 degrees in West Texas, and all of my fluffy feline friends are not having it any more than I am. So what does a cat do when it's not having it? Apparently just liquidate. Liquidate the assets, and in this case, all they are is all they got. They're the assets. They just kind of become this gelatinous mass on the floor and wait it out. But, so, are they releasing fur wherever they can? No, but I bet they wish they could. Because isn't that exactly what you just did when you turned off the AC to record? Yeah, I, I got, I shed my skin as quickly as I possibly could. That's why, so, so are there just cats all over your floor right now? Yeah. Is it hard to find floor between all the cats? Um, there's, there's spaces I can move between, but... I, too, don't really want to move for fear of combusting or melting. So if we walked into your Lubbock home right now, we would see on the floor laying on definitely not the carpet, but the either wood or tile, depending on what it is. I still haven't been there. We would see on that floor like cat, cat, asher, cat, 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 just laying there. It's a simple pattern. Pretty repeatable, definitely. But most patterns that only include two differentiators... Pretty simple. All that to yeah, all that to say, yes, you can tell me about a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so my theory that I have is not what this episode is about. My theory is, and I have so far just titled it the Jason Sudeikis theory. Okay. And do you know who Jason Sudeikis is? I'm about to learn about who he is and his legacy right now. So he's an actor and he is famous for being in a lot of different roles uh, like... Let me see. He's in We're the Millers. He's in Horrible Bosses. He was on Saturday Night Live for a long time. He's a comedy actor. Um, He's been dating Olivia Wilde for a long time, and I like him. My theory is that at some point in the next three years, he is going to be featured in a heartfelt film that is spectacular, and nobody's going to see it coming but me. (laughs) Is there any way that you can invest in Jason Sudeikis's Oscar run of 2021. So I don't know if it's going to be an Oscar-nominated movie. That's a great theory to, to hang your hat on, because if it doesn't happen, no way is anyone going to remember you said it. 
Who is ever going to call you out three years from now and be like, you know, when I hear Jason Sudeikis, I think of Jackson Gressley and that wild prediction he made. It's kind of like how uh, sometime a couple years ago, Stevie Wonder said something and then we talked about it on our show last year and said we'd bring it up in August of last year and we never did. Yeah, kind of like that. And how we got away scot-free. I got to come up with the transition now. And I've got to live with this guilt that you've dumped upon me. So one of the reasons I've been thinking about theories like that is because I've been on Reddit more often recently. Just looking around and exploring and seeing, okay, what are what are the people I used to hang out with doing now? And today's theory has to do with a community on Reddit, exclusively founded on Reddit, called the Enlightened Birdman. Okay. So the Enlightened Birdman is a subreddit that seems to be run by a group of humans that are under the delusion that they are birds. Okay. So this is kind of the exact opposite of the theory we did. That was episode 20. So yeah, early to mid season two. But yeah, so this is the pretty much the exact opposite of that. These people, there are people that are afraid of the Enlightened Birdman because for the most part, the birdmen tend to pick the crow as the bird they've embodied. And the crow is admittedly a grotesque beast. But personally, I view this whole community and this whole topic as just such good, clean fun that I'm not afraid of these people at all. Okay, so we're talking about not only are birds real, they're organized and they are us. Are the people in the subreddit claiming to be birdmen, or you said that they are afraid of the birdmen? So yeah, I may have phrased that a little weird. There are people that are afraid of the birdmen. The people in the subreddit claim to be birdmen. Okay. So if you go to reddit.com slash r slash enlightened birdmen, you will see what's going on in this thread. And I'm going to pull it up just so that I have it there, and you might should too. But the members of this subreddit, so I found this on an article that was written back in 2015. And at that time, the members of the subreddit numbered more than 30,000. But as of the day this episode was recorded, the subreddit had 64.6 thousand members. So this is now the size of a huge university, a small city. Yes. The enlightened birdmen view themselves as birds but they also view all other humans as something called mudmen. <laughs> okay. A group that hunts the birdmen. And something that's interesting is that mudmen will actually post on the subreddit attacking the birdmen. Normal humans like you and me will say stuff like, um, you crows are never going to be able to defeat us. Now, there's also a an entire Mudman subreddit called r slash mad Mudman, where the posts are similar. And instead of screaming the word scraw, they say gar, which is kind of this own language that this whole theory, not theory, but community has kind of come up with. But the reason I'm focusing on the Birdman instead of the Mudman, even though you and I would technically be classified as Mudman, I assume. I don't know if you think you're a bird. But I've, I've always kind of viewed something created in reaction to a thing is almost never as interesting as the first thing itself. Sure. And so I want to focus on the Birdman. So all of this comes entirely from the mythos that all of human society is either Camp A, Mudman, or Camp B, Birdman. 
Okay, I can understand the distinction. Uh, I'm kind of hung up on where the name Mudmen came from, because I would think that if you're just going to go for the depreciating like slur against humans in general, you would go for meat bags or like uh, bird feed providers. But Mudmen almost hurts more because it's nonsensical. Like, I don't understand... <laughs> Well, where it what, comes from i don't understand where that comes from and that somehow makes it hurt more so the hard thing is anybody who checks out with the subreddit will understand why i don't know why it's called mudman because you're looking at the subreddit right yes and i need a guide i need i need an adult i need someone to hold my hand i don't know what i'm doing or where i'm going can you just read the the first post you see on there the just the title of it okay you're asking a lot of me right now uh, because all of these are all caps and certainly require a level of shouting. Um, forgive the audio peaking. It will not be intentional, but it will be severe. Warrior! Oh my god, I can't. Warriors make congress on the hilltops when the sun meets the horizon! I'm doing that kind of voice because these are like buzzards and vultures. Uh, is that how they sounded in the Dark Crystal? Probably. There will be entertainment provided by the father. And so they all have this ominous tone, like paired with just the post saying something like scraw in it. Yes. And so that's entirely delightful to me. What's so fun about this whole thing to me is the same as the Storm Area 51 concept, right? It's the same as that? So... You you know what I'm talking about with the Storm Area 51 thing, but just to make sure our listeners know what we're talking about, the whole idea is there's this event on Facebook called Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us. And they made it an entire joke. They added stuff like, uh, if, um, if we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. So like the entire thing is a full meme. Right. And I didn't realize there's actually a full website now. Yeah, well, I it. mean, it reached the point where it was on national news, like it was getting broadcast coverage. Uh, that's the level of sudden uh, infectiousness of that viral Facebook post. And it has 1.5 million people interested in it, 2 million people going. And you can't say you're interested without saying you're going. So, or <laughs> I mean, you can't do both. So Doing the math on that means 3.5 million people have interacted with this at least positively. And that's absolutely crazy. And side note, the funniest thing in the world to me is picturing, because at some point, somebody in the US military had to sit down and say, okay, do we have to do something about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably is technically classified as a threat, right? When you have an or like a public forum, and if you ignore the context and you ignore the the joke just taking it on face value it seems like millions of people organizing to invade a government facility so probably it technically counts as something that would raise a red flag like if something did happen they you would be like oh we probably shouldn't have ignored three million people saying they would invade area 51 right so how that kind of relates to what we're talking about here with the birdmen and the mudmen the whole premise is so silly, but also done so ridiculously that I don't really think anybody views this as reality. Right. No, this is absolutely 
a joke for at least most people. So it's an entirely joyful place where people get to come up with wacky narratives like the first one on my page is, in all caps, SCRAW, the war is on, SCREECH, DEFEND THE HILLTOPS, in all caps, and I'm not going to screech because my throat already hurts thinking about it, but it's these ideas coming up, like these wacky narratives come up and put in, in all caps, between squawks, screeks, and caws. And the way I know it's entirely a joke is, Reddit is an ugly website, but it gives you a decent amount of filtering options. And if you filter the subreddit to top and then filter the time to all time, the first post at the top of this list, if it'll load for me, is what even is this subreddit? So the post that most people on this subreddit have gotten excited about is just titled, what even is this subreddit? <laughs> That's telling. Also telling if you filter out, you can remove specific words if you are actually offended by certain kinds of hate speech or you're just tired of the same joke over and over. You can filter out specific words. Take out the word scraw and you actually just have a blank page. So <laughs> the best thing about the post, what even is this subreddit? Is that's entirely in lowercase. And then the subtitle for it, when you open up the post says in all uppercase is what Mudman would say, <laughs> Scraw! I was going to say, this sounds like Mudman propaganda. This is traditional Mudman doctrine. And what's great to me about all of this is that there's not a lot you can find about the Birdman because there's not really that much to it. The best way to learn about them is just to explore the subreddit, which I highly encourage you to do because it's delightful. It's a group of people with all pretty much the same kind of humor, sometimes actually meeting up in person, but mostly just collaborating in this wacky space. Their posts range from linking to articles about birds and talking about them from an avian point of view to just a text post that literally says, and I quote, caw, caw. Followed by 3,000 upvotes. It's just hilarious to me that this, the whole premise of this page is we are all going to all be ridiculous in the exact same way, and we know it, and it's delightful. And to me, there's something so charming about that. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, this doesn't exist without people like you and I, and it's it's starting at, this is funny to a lot of people because it's starting with a lot of baseline assumptions as to like what a organization of like secret elites is right it's a it's a parody on conspiracy because we've already got the the preconceived notions or at least some vague idea of like the reptilian elite or illuminati and you can play with that with by having these this organized uprising of the enlightened uh trash birds like these are not the burbs you see on twitter with adorable tropical birds that are people's pets. These are horrendous, greasy grackles. I mean, and this is the bird that everybody sees and immediately their first thought is, no matter how good of a person they are, I wonder what it would feel like to dropkick that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody, nobody on this subreddit is saying, I am the almighty and all wise, um, I can't, Flamingo, and I am elegant. Flamingos aren't even elegant. I can't Couldn't think of an think elegant of a bird. bird for a second there. Well, I can't think of a bird that's not shitty. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Maybe I hate Birdman. Am I a Mudman? 
but yeah, the idea is that this is entirely making fun of these deep, deep fake societies like the Illuminati and other stuff we've talked about on our show. And it's basically what makes shows like American Vandals so delightful is they take something so serious and they just make it ridiculous and have an absolute blast with it. And what this is, is these people are using a website to just have fun with each other and get excited. Yeah, and they could have taken it the serious dark route as well. Just by posting any clip of a crow performing some sort of logical or basic spatial reasoning task. You think you're, you're so proud of your son, your beautiful two-year-old boy, for being able to organize objects from small to large. Uh, crows are doing that day one. Crows are hatching, and they've already got a basic understanding of spatial reasoning that takes a human months to get to. Uh, so anyway, the bird uprising, it's gonna happen, but uh, I don't think the enlightened birdmen are what it's gonna look like. I actually just found a post on here where they reference the birds aren't real subreddit and say, let them believe, believe we're not real. Let them seal their own fates. <laughs> but yeah, the whole premise here is so good to me. And the last thing I want to point out here is these people also, of course, have a god called the Birdman. And I'm assuming this is different than the Michael Keaton film. <laughs> I, I would assume so. That was a cinephile smart level joke. So I also found a very dumb bird joke to balance out the show. Does that sound good? Sounds good. What do you call birds that stick together? Um, Velcros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh no, I like that one. <laughs> I do too. The true sign of aging. Okay, well, I'm I'm hot as balls in here. Do you want to go somewhere that's a little bit colder? I say that uh, we go where it's a little bit snowy, where the moves are a little bit showy. How we and the bones and the bones. And the bones I don't are a little bit brokeny. <laughs> Will I survive That's... the trip? I don't know we. It's time to hit the snopes. E. Jackson, put this song in this part of the show we. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's well, your snopes. It. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. As I continue my transition uh, from a solid to a liquid, looking forward to reaching the gaseous state, uh, get this bottle of water away from me. I need to cool down with a delicious, crisp, cold Coca-Cola. Uh, Coca-Cola is a brown beverage that you can drink anywhere, in fact. Probably more places on Earth than water. Famously, Honestly, it's easier to get your hands on a Coke than it is a clean bottle of water in some parts of Mexico. What did you want to be honest about? Yeah, so briefly, I just wanted to say it's... I have been a Coke fan for so long, but it is so wild to me to hear it be called a brown liquid. <laughs> Find the lie. Tell me where I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. But it's the same thing when people are like, oh, you like Taco Bell? 
that's cat food. And I'm like, well, I know that. <laughs> but I don't like to think about it that way. But we call it tacos. We have all agreed that it's cheap enough to where we can ignore that part. Well, if you like Coca-Cola and you want to grab one in China, it might be a little less appetizing because Coca-Cola's translation directly into Japanese, just phonetically using the four, uh, what are those called? Phenomes? Coca-Cola. It Syllables? Means, I mean, like, I mean, those are, those are the syllables, but I mean, like, the mouth sounds Coca-Cola, uh, that can translate to bite the wax tadpole. That's according incredible. To, according to Snopes, anyways. And that's the rumor. Spoiler alert, the rating of this is a mixture. It's actually partly true and partly false. So Coca-Cola didn't enter the Chinese market until the 20s, 1928. Uh, it didn't actually have any way to represent itself in Mandarin. They, you could find four Chinese characters that have the approximate sounds coca-cola but the thing is the the characters that you're using were basically just a nonsense assortment of words and i mean written chinese has tens of thousands of different characters but of those 10 40,000 different characters there's only about 200 like pronunciations uh oh excuse me i'm getting that wrong of the 40,000 different characters you can construct a word out of Mandarin, there were 200 that pronounced out the word Coca-Cola, okay? So they had options for producing the mouth sound Coca-Cola, but they had to choose some kind of meaning that made sense. Uh, so to bite the wax tadpole is in fact one of the correct translations of Coca-Cola, along with female horse fascinated with wax. Or a wax-flattened mare. It seems like wax is non-negotiable. You're going to get wax. What they actually settled on, though, is actually pretty genius. Uh, they used certain characters. Ko, meaning to permit, to be able to. Ke, mouth, which means like mouth, hole, pass, or harbor. Uh, ko, as, you know, same as above. Say exact same ko, again, to permit, be able to. And la, joy to rejoice to laugh to be happy so i would translate coca-cola in mandarin to permit my mouth hole to rejoice and be happy that's pretty good and really isn't that all you want out of a soda break is to permit your mouth hole harbor to be joyous and happy yeah i love that i so i didn't know that i mean i was definitely aware <laughs> that mandarin had thousands of characters and that's what made it very obtuse for people who have grown up with like the roman alphabet to try to learn a lot of different asian heritage languages because the writing is so confusing when you're just used to working with 26 letters of the alphabet but i didn't really think about how you can have functionally the same word and then kind of have all these options to embed whatever meaning you want to in the writing of the word because a lot of it has to do with enunciation right well yeah it's, it's just that like you when you see it written out there are other implications that you wouldn't understand just hearing it spoken and that is like what makes it so 
like dense is that you can pack so much meaning and subtext into a single word. Hmm. Now we're just talking about why Mandarin is cool. You want to hear something about how Spanish is cool? Yeah. So my sister Genevieve is amazing and figured out that if you want to say the phrase, it is what it is in Spanish, you say it S-O-C-K-S, which also in English spells the word socks. <laughs> so something unfortunate happens, it kind of ruins your day and you can just go socks. 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 That saves Scar! so much time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, isn't that neat? That's neat. And that's all I got for the Snopes. We've hit the bottom of the slope. Uh, I am now in a cold sweat, which is better than, I guess, the sweat I was at the top of the hill. That's true. The fear sweat? The fear sweat. .tumblr.com Well, since I refuse to find a happy medium and enter a temperate climate, let's go warm up by the fire in the lodge. And we can relax and unwind to the tunes of Glenn Merle. He wrote the song Threadbare. It's off the album Burden of Proof. You can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, any place that streams music. GlennMerleMusic.com is the website. We want to thank him every week for letting us use his music for our intro and outro theme. Also, thanks to Connor Voigt for the Hit the Snopes jingle, which makes that segment so much better than it would be without that boogie. And then if you want to follow us on our social media, we try and post every episode talking about what we're doing, what we're up to. If we have interesting things that we think of during the week, we're like, hey, this is part of how we make the show. And our listeners might not know that. We'll put it on our Instagram stories or tweet about it or something. Our Instagram is Strictly Confidential Show and our Twitter is S Confidential Show. And then I'd like for you personally to email us something. Our email address is strictlyconfidentialshow at gmail.com. And it can be anything. I will probably email back a photo of a bird. If you want to be on the show, we'd love to interview. Let us know about your deepest, darkest fears, your undoubtedly terrible interactions with mud men, or any supernatural experience that you've had. Uh, also, if you have a best friend and he's not a filthy mud man, let them know that you love this show. A recommendation from you is going to go a long way, and word of mouth is a fantastic way to grow. I think that's all we do, isn't it? That's all we do. We've fulfilled our obligations for this week. Well, I've been Jackson. And I've been Asher. And this has been Strictly Confidential. And as always... Stop.